Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We are live in the Hall of Fame room at Rogers Place. Oilers interim GM Keith Gretzky will address the media and you in just a few minutes. We will bring it to you live. This portion of the show presented by Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Oilers did not make a trade today. So, I mean, really, their deadline moves, if you want to call them that, were Talbot for Stellars mm-hmm. and Spooner for Gagne. Yeah, they were, they were moves. They wanted to get rid of some money, get rid of a contract, uh, and get rid of a player that was never going to play for them in Spooner. It's funny, right now there's still trades coming in. Uh, Winnipeg just picked up, and I'm going to mess this name up, Bogdan Kisilovic. I have never heard of him, but he got traded to Winnipeg. He's a defenseman for a seventh-round pick from Florida. And Vancouver just picked up Linus Carlson for Jonathan Dolan. The big names on the day, Mark Stone going from Ottawa to Vegas, and then he signs a new eight-year deal, and Wayne Simmons going from Philadelphia to Nashville. We will get in this day in Oilers history, courtesy New West Travel. Join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on a spectacular Italian tour and Greek island cruise, including daily tours, meals, and exclusive special events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online, newwesttravel.com. Brendan. Yes, sir. This, this day. day in Oilers history. All right, Rita. And this day, uh, this was back in 1988, I believe. Edmonton's Craig Simpson scores his third and final career hat trick. Picked up an assist as the Oilers beat St. Louis 5-3 to for their eighth straight home win over the Blues. Ah, eight straight wins at home. That must have been nice. <laughs> I think they had a few of those streaks back in the day. Well, they have won their last two at home this year Can't after winning two of the previous 14. Can't win eight in a row unless you win two. They're on their way. Well, they did win six in a row at home earlier this year. Remember, Hitch was undefeated at home for a while. So was uh, Koskinen. Well, to be brutally honest, if the Oilers are going to 
qualify for the playoffs this year, they're going to have to put one of those streaks together, whether it be on home ice, on the road, or just on either. But the other are going to have to go on a, a streak where they go 6-0 and or 8-1-1, and something like that, to get back in this playoff race. Yeah, Oilers in Nashville tonight, 4.30 face-off show, 6 o'clock game time here on 6.30. Ched, uh, they're also hitting Toronto, Ottawa, Columbus and Buffalo on this road trip, so uh, only Ottawa behind the Oilers in the standings, and they've traded away three of their their best players, so they've uh, they've torn it down and are trying to start it over there in Ottawa. The Oilers not making any moves. Keith Gretzky's going to uh, enlighten us to some extent. I'm sure he'll be careful about how many details he. I mean, that's the thing. When a GM doesn't make a trade, he's they often don't come out and say like, oh yeah, I almost traded this guy, but then I didn't. Because then that player is going to be like, what? Yeah, you, no. did, you didn't want me? <laughs> no, no, you, you, you're not brutally honest. You can say that we are in on some things, but you're not going to say who was involved. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, the, the, the Oilers didn't really have any assets that were coveted. That well, there the was, no, willing one, there to was no one who was uh, high, highly coveted no. by other teams. And, and again, I know that Bob talked about it, and we, we throw in the name of Petrovich. But, I mean, he's, a, he's been a healthy scratch in eight of his last 11 games on a team that is eight points out of a playoff spot. So it's not, it's not as though he's unrestricted free agent. Yeah, but uh, he's not something that uh, other teams say, well, we're going to get him so he can sit in the press box for us. Uh, and then the other players were people talked about Benning. And to me, Matt Benning is a, 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 an NHL defenseman. He's played very well as a third-pairing guy. He's plus eight on a team where we've got some big minuses on this team. Now, he gets sheltered minutes, but that's what you want in your, your third-pairing defenseman. So he was a name that was thrown out there. Chase on, I don't think they would have garnered what they needed to get for him to be able to say to the team, you know what, we got rid of Chase on, but look what we got back. It had to have been something significant, and they weren't going to get that. And Tobias Reeder, again, I'm not sure what the market is for a guy with zero goals on the season. Uh, he, he just there's other play, other teams got players that are unrestricted free agents as well who have got goals in their stack stat lines. So uh, the Oilers really did not have a lot of assets that they were able to move today, and that's why I believe that there's nothing has happened. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we will take one more quick timeout, and we'll be back just before two o'clock, and we'll bring you Keith Gretzky live here on 6:30 Chat Special Trade Deadline Day coverage on Oilers Now. At Rogers Place, Oilers interim general manager Keith Gretzky. Thanks for everybody for coming today. Um, as you could tell, we didn't make any moves. Uh, we had good conversations with some teams about some players, and um, it just didn't pan out. So you don't have a lot of forwards, so if you're trying to get forwards, I presume, for enough goals, you don't want to trade forwards for forwards? Is that Was that a stumbling block? Well, we tried to add some forwards of course and and we know we have a couple guys on the IR that makes it a little harder for us um, uh, if the right deal was there we would have moved a forward for a forward um, that wasn't a um, we weren't handicapped that way at all but um, again it just didn't pan out if you know if someone had said to you yesterday you won't make any moves on deadline day would you have been okay with that or is not coming up with something today a bit of a disappointment to you well I look back and, and our two big things that we wanted to do was add some character and we did that with Sam and uh, getting him last week and we also wanted to you know, get rid of the goaltender's contract and we did that. So we were happy with that and we thought anything else would be a bonus. Uh, we've tried for the last couple of weeks of 
of really talking to some teams about some players and, and adding and, and helping the club. And we weren't going to uh, just make a trade to make a trade and say we did, did one on trade deadline. And um, just for us, we're, we think that uh, the players that we have, we can win, still win some games here. And, and we're close and we've played well as of late. And, and that put a little bit of a factor in it too. Keith, were you, were you kind of expecting this? Yeah, a little bit. The way I've talked to teams and I saw some moves that were happening, um, I wasn't too, uh, you know, taken back that really nothing happened. Keith, the, the where you guys are in the standings, you're still kind of in the fight, you haven't dropped off yet. Was that, did that, was that a tough situation because you, you still want to give this team a chance to get to the playoffs at the same time. You don't want to subtract from your roster for next year. Like what kind of, how did the situation play out in a sense of what you guys could do and couldn't do it today? Right. And like I said, we've played well lately. I think in the last eight games, we've had one real bad game at home and, and we're still in the hunt. And, and, you know, I talked to a couple players and I told them like, I'm not going to move you just to make a move and, and to help us, you know, today it's got to help us in the future too. So that played a big part in it. And uh, we just felt that there wasn't anything there and to make that move. Um, Keith, I was just going to mention, like, there's some players like um, uh, Nathan Bolio. You know, he, he just moved uh, some young defensemen, a defenseman from the Ducks. Um, what's his name? Montour. 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 Was, was, would this have been an opportunity to try and kind of Get get a player like that at this time of the year, you know, depending on what 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 another team was looking for. There was. You're looking to always add. We're looking to add that type of player, and and um, but again, we weren't willing to pay a high price. And and you see what you know he went for, and you see some of the trades today. And you know we're not in that position yet. And we said we're not going to mortgage the future for today. Um, and we stuck to our guns on on not doing that. Chase on uh, with 17 goals, though he had cooled a little bit recently, was maybe the most talked about player. Can you just give us a sense for what was out there on Chase on and why you decided to hang on to him? Well, you know what? I've talked to a couple teams, and one team uh, in particular is a lot of dialogue with them in the last week. And, you know, I, I set our our standard of what we are looking for and, and what type of player. And it had to help us today and tomorrow. I wasn't going to just take a player that's four or five years away and going to be a fourth-line player. It wasn't going to be that way. And, you know, like I said, we, we feel that we're still in the hunt. And and if you're going to give up a player like Chason, we needed something back, and it just didn't uh, happen. Petrovic has hardly played. Um... Was there any interest in him, or and you know he's a veteran, but he he's hardly played, so you don't want necessarily want that guy sitting in the penalty box or in the press box every night. Right, you know what? we've had calls on our on a lot of our players, and and you know it just I wasn't going to give him away either. Like if there's an injury or two, he's back in the lineup, and you know I I just didn't think it was right to we paid a third round pick for him that I was going to just give him away to somebody just to say we made a deal and and. Um, Again, that just wasn't going to happen. And Zach Cassian, I would presume there's lots of teams looking for tough guys. <laughs> yeah. So. Just with Zach, he brings an element to our hockey club um, that is hard to find. And, and not that, uh, it just didn't seem right to get rid of him for 
and again, a prospect or a guy is just going to be another player. And, you know, we, we feel Zach's a big part of our hockey club and what he brings, and uh, we decide to keep on him. Keith, one of the goals maybe for the offseason would be to clear up a little bit of space to try and get some stuff done. Uh, were there any substantive conversations you had that maybe could have allowed you to do that or was there was there an opportunity to do that just to maybe move some bodies out that would give you some space there's conversations um on on a few things that would help us and i wouldn't say that they're even you know if it didn't happen today it's it's maybe down the road in the summertime that could help us in that in that situation so we we laid some groundwork i think on that with a with uh, the salary cap, and and hopefully we can revisit it after the season. Keith, uh, by not moving Chase on, um, this is a guy that you could lose next year. But is, do you guys look now maybe to to sign him and to get him on, on the books for next year and the year after? You know what? I I talked to his agent last week about that, and I said, listen, let's just get over the deadline and then finish the year. And if he's here, we'll we'll revisit it. And and after the season, you know, he's played well here. He's probably exceeded everybody's expectations and and he's uh, helped our hockey club. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Keith Gretzky, the interim general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. So he did say they had some good conversations with teams, uh, would have been open to adding a forward or trading a forward for a forward if they uh, had the right deal, but nothing materialized. He obviously did reference the two moves that were made just over uh, a week ago. He said they wanted to add some character, and he feels Sam Gagne fits the bill there. They wanted to get rid of Cam Talbot's contract. That was done as well, and Gretzky said he felt anything else on top of that was uh, a bonus. He says, I wasn't too taken aback that nothing happened, and he said with uh, Petre- uh, Petrovich, and I guess you can probably throw a couple other UFAs into the mix there, is that he... He wasn't going to give them away just for the sake of uh, of making a trade. And I believe we're going to get Keith, well, right away. He's just coming over here to our broadcast location, Rob, so he can flesh out a couple details as well. I also want to ask him about the Bakersfield Condors because they're on an incredible run in the uh, Ontario Hockey League. Keith, thanks a lot for coming by. Reed Wilkins, uh, Rob Brown. Thanks a lot for uh, making time for us today. And I know you just spoke at the podium. You, you said you had some good conversations with some teams. Keith, w- was this a case where, you know, you had, you were pretty firm in what you potentially wanted back for players and it just wasn't being offered? Yeah, and I think, uh, too, is we were looking to add and uh, we were waiting and waiting and, and it just didn't uh, happen and, and that happens and it's something maybe in the summertime it can happen. As a player, and I, I'm just thinking, if I was in the dressing room right now and nothing got made, I'm thinking, all right, look, the organization still believes in us. Now, does that go through your minds when you're in the, the room back there thinking, you know what, by not getting rid of players, by not taking just draft picks, we're sending a message to our team that we still believe that there's a chance that there's a playoff spot for us waiting for us if we keep playing the way we're playing. Oh, for sure. That was one of our, you know, conversations going into this uh, day was, or even the last couple of days, that we've played well and we've had one really bad game and, and it happened to be at home like four games ago. And, you know, the team's, you know, starting to gel. We've got all our defense back and, and uh we said if there wasn't a deal that really helps us today and tomorrow, we're, we're happy with that because the team's played well. And I even, you know, Chase on grabbed me the other day and asked me if, you know, how many suits. And I told him, I was like, I told you I'm not going to move you unless it really makes sense and it's going to help us today and tomorrow. 
So, you know, we were prepared for that. So you didn't have, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you didn't have much interest in just getting picks or just having a low-level prospect on the way back. Exactly, and and you look at it, we could have, you know, given a couple players away and, and got later-round picks if, if that's what we wanted. Um, we weren't going to do that. We said that we believe that this is a good team, and, you know, it's going to be a dogfight for us, but uh, we feel that we can uh, win some games, and you never know what happens. Okay, I have a question, and this is a little outside of the Oilers, it, but I don't completely understand how everything works on trade deadline. So today, the Ottawa Senators trade Stone to Vegas, which is a good trade as a rental. Turns into be a great trade because they get them for eight more years. Are the Vegas Golden Knights, or if you were doing it, would you be able to talk to Ottawa and say, or talk to Stone's agent and say, here's what we, we want to sign you long term. Are you willing to do it? Well, I think that each team is differently of, different, of course, and I think that they probably had conversation and said, okay, you know, uh, if we're going to pay this amount for this prospect, you know, we, we have to be sure that we're, we're going to get them into our system. So I, I think they probably talked. That's just my opinion. Keith Kresge joining us here. Special trade deadline coverage on 630 Chad. Uh, Keith just outlining the Oilers not making uh, any moves today. I got to ask you about the Bakersfield Condors, who it's up to 16. It's <laughs> incredible. Consecutive wins. Um, I know you had to call Josh Curry up because you needed a player, but are, are you kind of at the point where, because this is the type of year where sometimes guys get called up, sometimes multiple guys get called up, depending on the situation a team is in. Are you reluctant to, to mess with that, for lack of a better word? You know what, even calling Josh up, um, we needed a player. And, you know, it would have been easy to call up Yamamoto or somebody that's been up. And, you know, I think we've kind of changed our focus. I've rewarded a guy. And Joss has played very well down there. He's third year in a row scoring 20-plus goals. And, you know, it's a great story. And, and uh, late bloomer. And, you know, we, we didn't feel that calling a guy up would hurt their team. Um, I've been down there about four or five times, and I went down to watch Reggie play two weeks ago, and, and Josh was outstanding. And the team's played so well. They're, they're like you said, they've won 16 games in a row, and, and uh, you know, tonight they go for 17. Tell me a little bit about Shane Sturette, who wasn't, in my mind anyway, as, as high up on the Oilers goaltending chart or maybe not considered as high a prospect as, as some other guys. Tell me a little bit about his play and his emergence this season. Well, he's played really well. Uh, like I said, I was there two weeks ago, and the first night they, they beat, um, uh, I think it was San Diego, if I'm not mistaken, and, you know, they played back-to-back nights, and all of a sudden, you know, you've won 11 in a row, and the guys are a little, you know, casual, and, you know, Shane comes in and, and you know, first 15 seconds stops a great breakaway, and you can see the confidence in him. Um, he's, he's a different style goaltender, and he's big, and, you know, this is a guy that's really played well. And and that's where you look at, you know, Bennington, same thing in the NHL. Those things, if you get a chance and, and he's had his chance, we didn't expect this to happen. And he's really played well. I know that you're a big believer in draft. You're a big believer in uh, homegrown prospects. How many players do you think... Uh, on in Bakersfield will push for a job next year or is this a, a group of kids that are a year or two away before they start pushing for NHL jobs I uh, you know it's hard to tell it's I don't believe you should rush them like you said and and I think we've been a little guilty all of us of doing that and it happens it's a bad habit and and you count on them too and 
You know, I think more so on the back end. I think Lagasins, you know, Jones and Bear, those three guys are, are, you know, really, really close. I think Yamamoto and Benson, you know, might meet, need a little more time, and that's okay. It's it's uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and and I'm okay with that. And uh, but I think our defense is really, really, you know, strong right now. Are there any paper transactions you have to make today with AHL? the AHL team to make sure guys are eligible there for the postseason? Right. We sent Malone and Curry down, and then we'll call them back up. Okay, because obviously... So they, then they, they can play in the playoffs down there. You mentioned Andre Sekra, and he ongoing story, well, unfortunately for the last couple of years, because of his injury, he's now been back in the NHL for about a week here. How do you think he's played? Do you feel he is the Sekera of, you know, maybe close to what he was two years ago when he was so valuable to the team? I think he's getting close. You see the smarts and the... the passing as something that we've missed and the presence of a veteran in the locker room is is uh, very very uh, you know underrated where we've we've missed that in him and uh, you, you can see the last couple of games with him back there and you know he looks to move the puck and and get it on the guy's stick and I as as Brandy will know as a goal scorer you want that and and I know our guys do and it's great that he's back well it's uh, having him back in the lineup i mean having him in a third pairing when he's at one point was the best defenseman for the others a couple of years ago it was almost like an addition a traded at deadline addition because you got a top type defenseman who's now playing and you've got what you expected to be your sixth defenseman finally playing as a group and, and you know i forgot to mention that that's a one of our our other things that we talked about that in the back end we were set with reggie coming back and we have all 60 in the right spots and you know um, we were happy with that, and you had, you had Sam Gagne, and and you know that, that, those are big things, and and you see this, you start to see more skill, and and uh, another guy that's great in the locker room. You mentioned the Cam Talbot trade when you spoke at the podium that that was one of your goals where you knew you'd probably have to move off that contract. Anthony Stellars came in, so what is the rule with him? He has to. Is it ten appearances of thirty minutes each? Yeah. What, what, yeah. Okay. And then if not, he's he's unrestricted. So you know, for him, whatever he plays, he plays. We're not worried about that. We're trying to win, and if if the coach feels that you know uh, Miko can play. You know, X amount of games, we're good with that. And, uh, you know, Anthony, uh, you know, we'll revisit it in the summertime and, and go from there. One of the, the additions that you got or the trades that you made was Sam Gagne. And it was you, you, two guys at that point were both playing in the minors. But it, And you kind of briefly talked about it, it was the character and the professionalism that a Sam Gagne brings. Is that something that you were certainly looking to, to put into your dressing room? That was a big thing, and, and we also felt that he would help us on the power play. And, you know, even now he's playing, he was playing with Connor, so, you know, that was a bonus. So, but, you know, when you add a guy that's been around and, and you know, he even knows what it's, it's a privilege to play in the NHL and, you know, to help the younger guys realize, like, this isn't what it's like, you know, down in the American League. And just to be a... Uh, pro and and he's really brought a lot to the locker room. Well, and having gone through what Sam's gone for, I think is his appreciation of being in the National Hockey League, and you can you can tell just the way he carries himself and how excited he is every time he steps on the ice. And and you guys don't get to see it, but he's the first guy here and the last guy to leave. So, you know, it's it rubs off, and and you know we're really happy with him, and you know he's even scoring goals, and and it's a bonus what. Uh, 
you know, how he's played. Well, that goal he scored the other day, that was a goal scorer's goal. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's not something that anyone can do to, to deflect the puck the way he did. He scored before, and you can tell. Yeah, and you know what? You can you can see even the plays that he makes is the smart dump-ins that we're trying to get the puck back, not just rimming around the boards. And, you know, he's looking for the guy coming in off of a change. And, and you know, he brings stuff that, uh, you know, we, we really didn't have, and, and uh, even more so than we thought. Keith, thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate you making time for us. All right, thanks, guys. That is Keith Gretzky, interim general manager for your Edmonton Oilers, holding his meet availability here in the Hall of Fame room at Rogers Place. And then a uh, quick chat here on 630 Shed where we covered off on a few other topics as well. So he did emphasize there, yes, they were, you know, chase on, a few other guys were being inquired about, but he said he didn't want necessarily a fifth, sixth round pick. He wanted a player who could slide into the NHL. They weren't getting that offer. No, and and again, I, I keep reiterating the point that he wants the players to believe, and I believe the management believes here that they can still make a push. And trading away an Alex Jason for a fifth rounder for someone that's not going to be in your lineup doesn't make them better today. So I think he's the message has been sent. Now it's up to the players in the dressing room uh, that, yeah, management's on your side. Go out now and prove me right. All right. We will come back for a recap. We are live at Rogers Place. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins. Special trade deadline coverage, courtesy of AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. You're listening to NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by AMJ Campbell. Make your best move. Only on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. So the trade deadline has passed us by. The Edmonton Oilers did not make a move. We look ahead to tonight's game. 6 o'clock start, 4.30 face-off show here on 6.30, Chet. Oilers against the Nashville Predators. Just some other trades still trickling through. Chris Weidman joining his fourth NHL team this year. Remember, one of them was the Edmonton Oilers. He's traded from Florida to Pittsburgh for forward John Sebastian Day. The Toronto Maple Leafs pick up Nick Patan from Winnipeg for Par Lindholm. Much better than his brother, Bogey Lindholm. <laughs> Uh, what else can we tell you? Nathan Beaulieu going from Buffalo to Winnipeg for a sixth rounder. And oh, on the back end, too, Pittsburgh not just adding Chris Weinman, they also get Eric Branson from the Vancouver Canucks. And Tanner Pearson goes to Vancouver. Yeah, well, that wasn't Tanner Pearson. He was involved with for Hagelin, wasn't he, earlier in the season? Both guys get traded for each other. Then both have been traded on to other teams this year. Pittsburgh Penguins have some injuries on the back end, just like the Winnipeg Jets. And both those teams went out and looked for defensive help today to try to get them through until they get healthy. Matt Henry. Hendricks goes back to Winnipeg. The Jets send Minnesota a seventh-round pick. Marcus Johansson goes to Boston. We didn't really talk about this one a lot. And New Jersey gets a 2019 second-rounder and a 2020 fourth-rounder. I, I, I like Johansson. I always thought he was a poor man's uh, Nicholas Backstrom. I, I think he's a very skilled player. Uh, Jim Matheson talked to us earlier. He makes over $4.5 million, so he's not a cheap uh, rental or a cheap pickup for the Boston Bruins. But the Boston Bruins are out with, without their one of their top players, Pasternak, for, for a while now. He slipped on his way to the bus, and I think it was his thumb he broke, something on his hand. So he's out uh, with a significant injury, and they just picked up somebody who hopefully can stem the bleeding and help them get through until Pasternak gets healthy again. The three biggest trades of the day involve three big forwards. So here, here's uh, we'll do them in reverse order. Nashville right before the deadline gets Wayne Simmons from Philadelphia for Ryan Hartman and a conditional fourth rounder in 2020. Yeah, uh, Simmons is a big, strong player. I, and honestly, I think Granlin might become the better player and for, for Nashville this year. He was picked up as well, but Simmons was a guy that everyone was talking about as one of the top three 
trade bait players out there. He went to Nashville. Nashville knows that they needed uh, some physicality if they were going to go through a team like uh, Winnipeg, who is a big, strong, hefty team. They picked up Wayne Simmons. Good trade for, for the Nashville Predators. The Vegas Golden Knights acquire and then sign Mark Stone. Ottawa gets Eric Brandstrom, a defensive prospect, forward Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second-round pick. Vegas had earlier acquired that from the Dallas Stars, so now they ship it to Ottawa. And then Stone's extension. Eight years, $9.5 million per year. So $76 million, that's a good day for Mark Stone. Uh, What I like about that trade, I thought it was a good trade if they got him just as a rental because they gave up a prospect and a guy on their team that's a depth player and then a draft pick. But when you sign him, that becomes a great trade for the Vegas Knights. Now you have uh, a a very, very good hockey player, Mark Stone, and you got him long-term. I think the Vegas Golden Knights uh, won the lottery today getting Mark Stone. And earlier, this was actually one of the first trades of the day, and it's a significant one. Winnipeg gets Kevin Hayes from the Rangers for Brendan Lemieux, a first-rounder this summer and a conditional fourth-rounder in 2022. And we, we got the TV on here one of the trade shows and they put the Jets forward lines up I mean, they were already <laughs> they were already pretty good and now you slide uh, Hayes in there who has 42 points in 51 games and is 6 foot 5 yeah I mean they got depth up front uh, they've always had good defense now their defense right now is banged up they have some injuries but if they get healthy for the playoffs uh, they can throw four lines at you we, we talk about the fact that uh, they've got if not the best fourth line in hockey but one of them with a line that has Kopp and Tanov on it. There are three lines up ahead of them now. Now I'll have depth. They are four lines deep, which is huge in the playoffs. Healthy back end is as good as most in the National Hockey League, and their goaltenders are both having uh, good years this year. So uh, the Western Conference just got a little tougher to get out of, and the, the top teams in it all loaded up because then you got to also add the other great team in in the Western Conference is the San Jose Sharks. They picked up Nyquist today, and he's a 40-point scorer already on the, in, in the National Hockey League this season, so they got a little bit better. Uh, the, the Western Conference has got some powerhouses. And, and the Calgary Flames are already Good. You know, second overall <laughs> with their 85 points in 62 games. The, the Pacific Division has been interesting, if not thrilling, to watch this season. You got Calgary with 85, San Jose with 82, Vegas has 69 points, and they, they didn't start very well. I mean, about three weeks into the season, they were last overall. And yep. it's like, oh, maybe they are an expansion team after all. Well, the, now they've been good. They're six points ahead of Arizona. So, I mean, it's unlikely Arizona is going to yep. catch them for surge. So, and, and Vegas is not going to make up 13 points on San Jose. So they're sort of settled into that three spot. Are they because they got Stone? Are they the most improved team today, or do you think there's some other trade that really makes you think, okay, Rob, now, okay, guys, now that team is is way better. They've shifted the balance of power. Well, I think that they are trying to get as good as San Jose. I think San Jose is. I, to me, I, I still believe San Jose is going to catch Calgary, and that's nothing against Calgary. I think San Jose is just the best team in the Western Conference. Uh, I, so I think that Vegas is saying, okay, we got to go through Calgary, who is very good, and they're deep. They they got uh, they're deep up front. They got a very good defense. Quite only question mark will be goaltending. Can can their goaltending do it in the playoffs? San Jose is is good, and they got better today with Nyquist. They got Joe Thornton and possibly Nyquist on your third line. That's really good third line. So Vegas is saying, all right, we got to be as good as these other teams because we have to go through two of them to get out of this this division. Uh, and they did get better. And the one thing that Vegas has is they got experience. 
they went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Majority of the players are the same guys back this year. Uh, Vegas, they needed to make a move this to 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 combat what San Jose has done today and and what Calgary has done all season long, and and they did it. I think Mark Stone makes them a legitimate contender again. So a year ago. What if I would have told you Vegas is going to go to the Stanley Cup final, and then after that they'll add Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone? <laughs> no, they didn't keep Stastny, who they got last year, but still. Well, I well go back a little bit before a year ago. I'd say last October when you have an expansion team in there, and you're going to tell me, okay, wait a sec, they're going to go to the finals, and they're going to get these two players? Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 Vegas has done it right. They, they got a GM that did his homework and picked a good team out of the expansion draft. They, got a co- they, they picked up the mistake by Florida and got a coach that the players love playing for and, and got them buying into a system, and then they have an entire city just going silly over, over their team. And it is an exciting place to play. It's an easy sell the free agents coming there and I think that's one that's why that trade for me became uh, a huge win for Vegas not because they they got Mark Stone but they got Mark Stone and they got him tied up for eight years Vegas is not just a flash in the pan this is a team that's going to be around in the Pacific Division as one of their playoff teams for a number of years all right so the Oilers do not make any moves so same lineup as they had Saturday against Anaheim tonight against the Nashville Predators Connor McDavid will sit out game two of his two-game suspension. We're not sure how Nashville will look because they traded out a couple of guys, and uh, we don't think that their new guys will get there in time to play, though we'll see how those travel plans work out. Miko Koskinen, once again, expected to be the starter in net for the Predators, and we had Keith Gretzky on earlier. There is a minimum playtime requirement for them to retain Anthony Stolarz's rights but uh, he said they're not too worried about that. they got to play uh, the best possible goalie down the stretch here. Rob, always a pleasure. I'll see you in a couple hours back at 6.30, Chet. Can hardly wait. Thanks to Brendan Escott, the producer of our special trade deadline day coverage here on 6.30, Chet. And, of course, don't forget to get more on 6.30Chet.com. We will hand it over to Jalen and Andrew for the afternoon news. I'm back at 4.30 for the face-off show. Game against Nashville will start at 6. Your trade deadline coverage presented by AMJ. Campbell, make your best move. Thanks for listening. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.